Hello. Hello. Hi. Okay. Hi. Okay. So welcome to the Find Your Flow radio show podcast. My name is Winston Wittis, and I am here today with a very special guest. This guest is a little different than some of the others we've had in the past. She is an athlete, and she is an athlete at the highest caliber, but this is no Brazilian jiu-jitsu athlete. Those of you who know and follow the show know that I'm big into jiu-jitsu, and I'm also friends with a lot of folks that do some they hang out in gyms, they get buff, they do weight training, they do all this. <laughs> this this lady is at a whole new caliber of that. She's actually a top-ranked powerlifter, and she's only been competing for not, not very long, but she's got a really great backstory as to how she got there, and she holds four world records for her competition federation. She's ranked number three in the world in her weight class, and if you check her stuff out online, it's pretty fantastic. She's got some really cool stuff and really awesome pictures up there. So I would like to ask you all to help me welcome to the show today, No Pants Sammy. Sammy, are you there? Yay! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, Sammy? Oh, man, just excited to be here talking to you. It's really awesome to be able to, you know, spread the audience from more of a fitness-based community to really get get it out there on the message that I'm really trying to send. So this is really exciting and cool for me. Nice. Well, I'm so glad to hear that. Thank you. And, yeah, I know you've got a really neat message, and, and I'm excited to hear it and to, to help you spread it and share it with our listeners. So, why don't you start at the beginning? How did you even get into powerlifting and weightlifting? It seems like such a male-dominated sport, right? <laughs> yeah, it was actually kind of everything in the fitness industry that has led me here has been what I call um, an accident. Mm. So um, I first started working at a gym about probably about four years ago. And um, before that, I you know, I was a college basketball player. Um, and I never really lifted weights before. I did a little bit, but not very much. So when I started working at the gym, during my interview, one of the things that my boss told me was, if you work here, you have to compete. And I was like, mm -hmm. cool, sign me up. I had no idea what I was getting into. And at that time, he was a bodybuilder. So mm -hmm. I started um, in bikini competitions and figure and um, it was one of the sports that's a lot more focused on aesthetics. So they're more worried about what you look like rather than how strong you are. So mm. at that point in time, I was like, I just want to do it. It's cool. I've never done it before. And the coach that I had, who was my boss, was uh, more strength-based than aesthetic-based. So at that point in time, I developed my passion for heavy lifting. and But I still stuck to these aesthetic sports because that's all I really knew. Well, during my second prep for my figure show, I actually developed an eating disorder because the the diet and everything is so strict and your cardio and everything like that, it's, it's really easy to get out of hand. Um, and it didn't take me long to realize that that was extremely unhealthy. You know, you're so focused on how you look. Do you have abs? You know, are you lean enough? You're just so worried about how you look. And I didn't want to do that anymore. So when I moved to California, I started working for a nutrition supplement company and put all of that on hold to focus on my career. Uh, well, I was at the gym one day and I was working out and these two guys came up and talked to me and they were power lifters at my gym. And 
one of them, I didn't know if they were serious or joking. I had no idea at that time. One of them came up and, you know, started talking to me, asked me what I was training for, and then told me I should come train with them. Well, I totally took them serious because I always wanted to do it, and so I said yes. And uh, so I started training with them about two weeks later, I believe. And in 12 weeks, I did my first meet, and I was completely hooked. Hmm. And so it's kind of all just been, I don't know if it's fate, you know, divine intervention, but um, it's all kind of happened because those opportunities were presented to me, and I took advantage of them. That's awesome. Yeah. That's so cool. And so um, so just to make sure I've got it and our listeners got it, uh, so powerlifting is more just your your focus more on lifting these heavy weights doing things like the jerk and pull or um what, no what? so that's the the confusion that happens is there's weightlifting which is olympic lifting and that's what you see um at the actual olympics power lifting is focused on the three compound movements so squat bench and deadlift okay so those are the things that we focus on um, and not as much like um, clean and jerks or snatches. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And, and so, yeah. And so when you first started competing, you were doing things like you said that were more about aesthetics and how, yeah. how someone looks. And now it's like, forget all that. Who cares what you look like so, so much as like, how much can you just lift? Yes, exactly. So the focus of your training um goes from how you look to how strong you are so it takes a lot of that mental pressure um off of being so worried about how you look yeah and that that makes sense because i mean aesthetics is such a subjective kind of thing right so i mean you could yeah you could be working your butt off and someone doesn't like the way you did your hair that day and you lose (laughs) exactly (laughs) and to me you know i you put in so much work you know i i respect every aesthetic athlete and every strength athlete the same yeah. and you work your butt off for you know x amount of weeks you know 12 weeks three months six months you know we do this basically non-stop but you're in prep for about 12 weeks and to go on stage for not even a minute yeah. and have a judge not even look at you because you know your suit's the wrong color or you don't train with a certain team. It was just, to me, it was so political, so subjective, and I just, I didn't enjoy it. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. Wow, that's fascinating. So um, when you started doing this kind of training, you started doing the power training with these guys. Now, I I read, you know, I I read your story online, and um, it, it turns out maybe they probably really did want you to train with them, but maybe they had asked other girls in the past to train with them for, for ulterior motives. <laughs> well, so my, um, the main guy, his name is Dave, totally harmless. And he's, I believe he's in his sixties and he's just, you know, an older friendly guy. So he likes to talk to pretty girls. And, um, and so that's kind of, that was his line to talk to women. You know, that was his in. And um, and I didn't know that at the time. So I totally took him serious and was like, oh, my God, yeah, I'd love to. And yeah. then being with the group, I trained with them for um, a little over a year. And um, 
And then, you you know, you kind of see him go talk to other girls in the gym and stuff. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I was the only one that took him serious. <laughs> That's awesome. So, yeah, it's so funny. That's pretty hilarious. Oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. So, I got to ask, where does the nickname No Pants Sammy come from? What's this No Pants Sammy business <laughs> all about? So what it was, was before I got into powerlifting, or it was actually right around the beginning of what I got into powerlifting, um, I was about 200 pounds, and uh, I was not very um, lean, so I was mm -hmm. a little bit soft and fluffy, and I'm, you know, going on social media, I had just come out of the fitness industry, the aesthetic industry, and I'm looking through social media, and I'm looking at all these Fitspo accounts that are projecting women and you know the ideal bodies and they have fake boobs and fake butts and they're photoshopped and all this stuff and you see women commenting on the pictures and being like oh my god I wish I looked like her or now I feel like crap about my body so you start to see the way that women are projected and the effect that it has on other women mentally mm -hmm. um, and so I was like well you know what like I love my body I don't care if I'm 200 pounds you know, 135 pounds, to me, it doesn't matter what my body looks like. I'm going to be happy with myself no matter what, even if I'm in a stage where I'm trying to improve or I'm trying to lean out. If my goals are different, but no matter what process I'm in or what stage I'm at, I'm always going to love my body. And I want to motivate other people to do the same. So it kind of started with me basically posting like, um, not so, like, I guess half naked pictures. Uh, you know, just being like, hey, this is me. I love my body. This is what I'm about. Take it or leave it. And I don't care what anyone says or anyone thinks just because, you know, the supposed ideal body isn't me doesn't mean that I can't be proud of who I am. Yeah, that's a really powerful message that I think a lot of people really need to hear and could benefit from because we, like you said, we're so conditioned, I think, and we see in so much of the media and advertising and our culture here in in the u.s at least yep where um you know this is the idealized this is what a woman should look like or this is what attractiveness looks yep. like and it's the same for men too but um to some degree i think and where like we have these idealized versions that are yep projected at us and like hey oh by the way you can look like this just buy this product or just you know try this pill exactly or, yeah. So they're, you know, they're taking advantage of people's insecurities by saying, oh, you can look like this woman in 12 weeks if you buy this product and do this program. But they don't understand, for one, that woman has probably been doing that for years. She yeah. didn't start looking like that off a 12-week program. And a simple product is not going to change your body completely. So it's just basically become a use of marketing and way for companies to make money. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. So, wow. Yeah. And so what, what kind of things would you, what kind of questions do people ask you when they find out that you, you know, you're a power lifter? The main things that I get asked, um, how did I get into it? And so that's kind of how I explain to you. Mm -hmm. um, and the other thing is that a lot of people are concerned for one is that they're not strong enough to compete and they're very intimidated by lifting weights but to me 
the thing that I tell my new athletes coming in or new people coming in is that you can't be afraid of the weight. You can't be afraid of it. It's the worst you're going to do is fail and mm. you're going to have somebody there to help you. So it's really learning how to push your body and push yourself mentally. Um, and people, once they start, start really realizing the actual mental benefits and the physical benefits. Mm. Um, so that's one main thing I get asked. Um, and then a lot of women are actually worried that lifting heavy will make you look like a man. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, I used to think that same thing too. And now I just laugh at myself when I really think about it. Because the thing, the only way that you're going to start to look manly is if you're eating huge amounts of food, you're taking other supplements that are going to increase certain hormonal levels. Right. But lifting weights is going to make you look really, really good. It's not going to make you look manly. That's awesome. Yeah, that, I could see that being a concern for for a lot of women. That yeah. Hmm. Okay. Okay. And so, so when you get a new student in, new athlete comes in, they're you know maybe never lifted before. What kind of things do you usually start with? That again, this is we're not. Doctors, people out there listening, this is you know, be sure to check with your doctor first before starting yeah. any kind of exercise program. But when uh, you are working with folks, how what kind of process do you usually take someone through? What could they expect to to do on day one? So my main goal when I first sit down with somebody is finding out their goal. So if you don't come to me with a goal, then I can't devise a program for you. Um, because it's really important to know what you want out of what you're going to do. So sitting down, really finding out what you want out of this, what your experience level is, and what you feel comfortable doing, and explaining to people that I will push you past your limits, but that's what you have to do to break through barriers. And just kind of explaining them the process of what's going to be happening while we're training. Um, And I always like to go through the basic movements of the squat, bench, and deadlift, just to kind of check people's form and see where they're at. Um, Sometimes it's better with people who have never lifted before because they don't have any bad habits at that point and they're a lot more coachable. Um, Sometimes people that come in that already have a base foundation have developed bad habits and those are harder to break. Um, So it's just kind of seeing, kind of gauging where people's level is on that first day. That's really awesome. You said a few things I want to, circle back to one being goals that you know you can't really help them unless they have some kind of goals and for the flow process the three steps to flow process that I outlined and used it that's a big that's step one (laughs) you gotta have a goal (laughs) (laughs) because yeah because like you said if you don't have the goal you you can't really help anybody you can't really have some kind of direction and the second thing you said I thought that was really cool was that you explained to them you're going to be breaking through barriers, pushing them past their their old comfort levels. And yes. that's that's cool because that's another – it's not part of, like, my process necessarily, but it's something I highly advocate is getting a coach or a mentor or someone that is doing what you want to be doing or has the results yes. that you want to be able to do that can show you how to do it and can help take you to that next level, right? Because – if they're yep. just doing the same old things they already feel comfortable with, they're going to keep getting the same results. Yep. So it takes someone like you that's, you know, 
steps ahead that can look back and say, no, here's what you got to do. Okay, here's the next step. Yeah, it's uncomfortable. Yeah, you don't want to do it. But if you want to get here, he, this is what you have to do. So that's, oh, yeah. that's so cool. Yeah, and it's the people don't understand. You know, I hear a lot of people say, oh, well, I'm just going to try it on my own first. Right. And yeah, like, it's nice to have that trial and error. Yeah. But me as a top level athlete, I have a programming coach. I have a nutrition coach. I have a guy that I fly to all of my meets that wraps my knees and handles me for everything. And so he works side by side with my coach. And I have, you know, multiple mentors that are very well known in the sport or in different industries that I want to excel in. So you always have to surround yourself with people that are at higher levels than you and that are going to push you and guide you and help you get to that next level. So, I mean, you can do it on your own, but it's going to be a lot longer, a lot rougher, and a lot more trial and error. Totally, totally. Yeah, that's that's so important and huge. Is it, It's not like you're some, am, and you know, no offense to amateurs out there, yeah. <laughs> but you're some amateur that's giving us this advice. You're a top-level yep. athlete, and you have coaches. You have experts. You have people in your corner helping you and, and taking you up there, and and I think sometimes people get hung up like, yeah, I mean, I'm a do-it-yourselfer. I'll be honest. There's a lot of things oh, that, yeah. that I like to try to do on my own and figure out on my own. But there's a lot of things that I recognize like, hey, this is, this is the time to call in my, my business coach or my marketing yeah. you know, mentor or these people that, that are the people that have already done it and been there or helped other people yeah. get there. So you are a yeah. walking perfect example of that. So thank you for yeah. sharing that. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. Right. Yeah. Because there's things I'm sure that you, you know, like one little tip or technique or this or that that you could share with someone that would have taken them a lifetime if ever they yep. figured it out on their own. Right. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that's very powerful stuff. So I hope everybody's really taking that to heart. This idea of getting a coach or a mentor to help you get to that next level. And so a couple of other things I wanted to ask you about is when you're when you are training for yourself when you are or maybe i guess for for your students as well and you've got this goal and how when you feel like you're really i guess the best way to describe it is in flow do you do you ever um feel that you're in the zone or that you're just making great progress or things are just kind of flowing along naturally and if so what kind of things might you attribute to that? What kind of expectations do you maybe set beforehand or processes or checklists or whatever do you use that that might contribute to that? When I'm training, I make that my absolute most important thing that I'm doing at that moment. Um, I don't know if you've read the book, The One Thing. Um, mm -hmm. Omari actually turned me on to that, and it is a phenomenal book. So it's learning one of the things that I've always had problems with in my life is getting overwhelmed. Yeah. So if I have, you know, if there's multiple things going on and, you know, I have to do this project and this video and this workout and these clients and you start to be like, holy crap, like, <laughs> what do yeah. I do? You yeah. know, and it kind of overwhelms you. Um, and so that book in the process, you know, I, you know, I've done it before, but never had like a term to put to it. Um, but it's really just, making what you're doing at that moment the most valuable thing that you can do mm. and putting all of your focus towards it. Um, and so the reason I have a coach is so I don't have to think about my training at all. 
everything right. outside of my lifting, you know, I'm always like, okay, what do I do? What do I have to do? Yeah. I have to do this project. So you're very focused on building things and accomplishing a, a lot of different things. So you're putting in the processes at that point. So having mm -hmm. a coach to be like, all right, when you go to the gym today, these are the numbers you're going to hit. This is the exercises you're going to do. It allows me to put all of my focus towards just lifting and working on getting better every day in the gym rather than second guessing myself on my training program. Yeah. Um, so it's just really trusting the process of what my coach is telling me to do and knowing that when I'm four weeks out, three weeks out, two weeks out, that everything that we've done in the off season in this last 12 weeks will all come together that one day. Mm. So it's That's, just really trusting huh. the process that is put in front of you. That's so cool. That's so cool. Yeah, that's that's so huge that you know you're. The, I'm definitely gonna read that book. The one thing, and yeah, the fact I that highly, you're highly suggest it. Yeah, now that sounds great. And the way you just broke it down was really great. That yeah, if you're if you're doing other your other stuff and you've got to figure out these processes or you got to think and you know set stuff up or organize or remember to do this, remember to do that. That's a lot of brain power and a lot of over, yeah, potential overwhelm and yeah. you know, high CPU for the brain, right? Is to manage all these activities. But yep. if you have someone like a coach that's already figured all that out for you and it's just like, here, do this, that's it, that's your one thing, then boom, like flow. It's like you're just in it, you just do it and you don't have to think about it. And that's, that's the name of the game. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah so the i think the the key from my perspective one thing I, I try to do to to get have that state more accessible is yeah find mentors find coaches or or you know books on tape or dvds or whatever that yep. can kind of lay that process out for me so i don't have to figure it out or like you said reinvent the wheel and then yep. be able to just focus on that one thing that's so so cool yeah Wow. Okay, we should just we should just call <laughs> it a day right there. <laughs> so yeah, I love it. I love it. Yeah, and and uh, there's something else you said that along those lines I thought was really cool. I guess that's just it. It's just the the not have, being able to free up the brain from all these processes, all these thinking things that waste time and energy and. Yep kind of jump us all over the place and be able to just funnel it all into that one moment of doing that one thing that you're doing and then yep. magic. Yep. Being very present in the moment and what you're doing and not allowing, you know, social media or, oh. you know, your friends wanting to go to lunch and all these other distractions that the world has to present us with is just not allowing those to distract you and sticking to what you're really trying to do. Totally. Very well said. Very well said. Very cool. And so, yeah, and you're going to share um, a little bit more about your what you're doing and stuff in the, the next book. Is that right? You're contributing yeah. to Sweet. Yes, I am. I'm so excited. Fantastic. Yeah. And so um, the book series, for those of you who, who've read the other books or haven't read the other books yet, you can find more out at www.findyourflow.com forward slash books. And the books are available on Amazon. Just look up Find Your Flow and uh, Winston Wittis. Sometimes that if the Find Your Flow is confusing. And the, you'll see the book series there. We have 
um, no pants Sam. He's going to be in the next episode. So that's really exciting. (laughs) We got some other folks that are contributing some, some really cool stuff too. So definitely be sure to pick up a copy of that. And uh, yeah, so Sammy, you've been, you've shared some really amazing things. I'm so excited. I know there's people that are going to want to check out your Instagram because you got some pictures on there that mm-hmm. that are pretty juicy pictures. People are going to want to check these out. <laughs> and then you got your, your YouTube and your, your website. So would you uh, mind sharing that stuff for people that want to follow you and keep in contact with you? Yeah. So my website is www.nopantsammy.com. My Instagram is at nopantsammy and the same thing with my YouTube. So it's youtube.com backslash nopantsammy. So everything is all within that no pants genre. <laughs> <laughs> and Sammy, for for all of you, is uh, with an I at the end, not a Y. So S-A-M-M-I. Yes. Very important. Yes. Yes. And that's that's so cool. Nice and easy. You can find no pants Sammy all over yep. the internet and <laughs> do her, her powerlifting thing here with no pants on. And yep. uh, yeah, it's that's why it's spreading like wildfire you guys gotta check it out (laughs) awesome awesome all right well thank you so much for your time sammy i know you've probably got some some heavy lifting to go do and or some some butts to kick to get them lifting some heavy stuff (laughs) all of the above all the above right okay well i'm gonna let you get to it and uh, so thank you again for being on the show thank you for having me you're welcome. You're welcome. And so for all of you out there, please stay tuned. You can catch more of No Pants Sammy in the upcoming book. So be sure to keep an eye out for that. And until next time, my friend, be flowing. <laughs> all right, Sammy. Cool. Awesome. Well, that was, that was, you said so many things that are so like right on with all of that. I didn't want to Perfect. keep going and kind of dilute the the points because you were just on it so that was perfect that was so cool yeah thank you of course yeah and uh the book yeah i'm really um just dialing in the whole promotional machine here between the book and the podcast and ads and all this stuff so it's it's getting pretty exciting so amari is like awesome. dude you gotta have my girl sammy come on there come on the show it's like, hey, yeah. <laughs> i know he way. told me i'm like oh my god i'm so excited yeah Awesome. And then um, when you put the podcast up, is there any way like you could just let me like when it'll be up or just mm-hmm. send me an email or shoot me a text? That totally. way I can put it everywhere and get people to go listen to it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and cool. one thing to do is uh, be sure to like the Find Your Flow um, Facebook page. Yeah, because- I'll do that today. Cool. Yeah, because when I when I post uh, the pod each new podcast, so I post the podcast Wednesday mornings, okay. and then yeah, I'll, I'll you know send you a message and let you know hey you're I I don't know if I'm gonna get, what's today today's the thirtieth no today's thirty first so I don't know if uh, yours is gonna be next week I'm thinking maybe well maybe actually yeah maybe yours will be the next week I'll I'll let you know either way for sure and then okay. when I promote it. Um, the ads will be shown to all your friends as well as cool. like all the friends of all the other people who like the page. Awesome. So yeah, so it'd be really cool and give you some third party, you know, endorsements and you know, it'll, it'll be awesome. Cool. Awesome. 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 Yeah. And I'll share it and spread it all over the place. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. Of course. Definitely. 
Cool, Sammy. Well, that was an awesome interview. I hope you had as much fun as I did. I did. That was awesome. Cool. And um, yeah, if you have any questions about your chapter, putting it together or anything like that, let me know. Um, okay. I'm shooting for a deadline of April 15th, so it's not too far away, but it's also kind of, I don't want, I don't like people to overthink it or, you know, get stressed yeah. out. You know, it's like you sit down for an hour and just write out your thoughts about this kind of stuff. And that's it, you know? Oh yeah. It'll be, I have a pretty good understanding of it also. I think it'll be pretty easy and really, really good. So sweet. Sweetness. Awesome. awesome indeed. All right, cool, Sammy. Well, thank you again for your time. And uh, I'll look forward to getting your chapter and just keep in touch and I'll let you know when your show is going to launch. Sounds good. Cool. All right, Sammy, we'll take care and uh, be in touch. You too. Bye. All right, thanks. Bye-bye.